0: Listening to Bleeding Page Podcast.
1: Join authors Chad Lutsky and Jason Brandt as they delve into
0: writing and publishing the dark side of fiction. All right, welcome to Bleeding Page Podcast, where we discuss writing and publishing dark fiction uh, with myself, Chad Lutsky, and author Jason Brandt. Hello. This is our this is our I guess pilot episode. So we're going to do brief introduction, starting with Jason. Go ahead, Jason.
2: I am obviously Jason Brandt. I've been a full time horror author for actually I don't know how many years now, approaching a decade, eight or nine years, something like that. Uh, had some pretty good success early on. I've done other projects and have kind of let my career flounder a little bit. So I'm looking forward to interviewing some very successful people in our field finding out what they're doing and rebuilding my writing career as, as we, uh, go along with this. So it should be a good time.
0: Great. And I'm Chad Lutzky. I have, uh, I think 14 novellas out. Yeah. I think a couple of novels and a couple of short story collections. Um, some of it's self-published, some of it's through small presses. I've written stories for, um, about four dozen magazines and um, uh, short story anthologies and some nonfiction stuff for magazines like um, Cemetery Dance and Rumorg and Famous Monsters of Filmland and um, yeah, so we're we're here basically to uh, learn even more and maybe even teach a little. It, we, we're definitely not like uh, the six figure podcast or. 20 books to 50k. Uh, we're yeah. not we're not like your go to for this is how you get rich or this, especially within this genre. But uh, yeah, we plan to have uh, many guests on here just talking about their own experience through uh, writing and publishing, um, with hopes of getting a lot of self publishers on here so that uh, we can explore that because that's as the years go by that's becoming bigger and bigger, less stigma attached to it. And, and particularly uh, in our genre, I feel like, at least yeah. personally,
2: I feel like it's the best way to make a, a living writing horror now. I mean, I've done it for years now. Mm-hmm. Even when I've written one book in two years, I'm still making, you know, enough money to live on because
0: it was funny. You're like, oh,
2: I've written for them and them and them and I have written for myself. And that's <laughs>
0: it. <laughs> hey, man, but you're, you're making more than I am. And it's uh, and it's all self-published. So, you know, that's good. Yeah.
2: I mean, we're going to have a lot of varied opinions on here, so it's going to be interesting to see how people have built their businesses.
0: Sure. Right. And and our first guest is a friend of ours, Hunter Shea. And yes. And I'll let you introduce Hunter. He
2: is, if you've ever heard him on any other podcast, I, I have had a podcast with him for going on, going on five years now, I think. Uh, he's written a ton of books. He's been with, as you'll hear in the interview, I don't know, eight or nine different publishers. He's written... He's ghost written. He's done thrillers. He's done everything. So we figured he's a good one to have come on because he's got perspectives from all different sides of the business. He's been with publishers that are folded, publishers that are killing it right now. And like I said, he's pot, He's done the Monster Men podcast for, I don't even know, man. I, I found them years ago on YouTube mm-hmm. through Monster Men. They, they looked much younger when they started that. <laughs> so it's, it's been like, a long time. Like nine
0: or ten years, maybe more.
2: I believe it. I've been doing that. I mean, if I've been doing Final Guys with them going on five years, it's it's been a while. So he's done everything in in the writing horror business. So he's got a lot of great opinions on uh, what's worked for him, what hasn't worked. And uh, I feel like it was a pretty good interview.
0: Yeah, we, we discuss all of that and, and more. So let's get into our interview with Hunter Shea. Get a lot written today?
2: Yes. Hunter, welcome to the show.
1: Thank yes. you very much. It's uh, I'm glad to be here. I hope to bring this whole thing to a screeching halt and make sure you don't have an episode two.
2: That's right. My goal. It
1: could
0: happen.
2: Yeah, this
1: might be you. <laughs> Ask Glenn Rolfe. I was on his premiere uh, podcast, and when we were done, we were like, yeah, we should take that 10, 15 minutes out, right? I'm like, if you don't want people outside your house, I'm sure. <laughs> maybe <laughs> don't do it.
2: <laughs> I should say, you and I have done... Well north of 200 episodes of a podcast together now, plus yeah. Monster Men and Drinking with Jason. So we have talked a lot. So that's why you're on here first. Not because you're a uh, some great author or anything, but just because we know you. Yeah, because no I clutter. would say yes. I understand. <laughs> you, no problem. Yeah. Exactly. We're not but
1: intimidated just remember, by you. When you get Joe Lanza later, he came after me. Just remember that.
0: Oh, you, you Yeah, but you still opened. Mm. I opened the door. You're the opening. <laughs> <laughs> all right.
2: So since we're keeping this uh, on the shorter side, let's just jump into, uh, I have some like business questions for you. Just go first for and foremost, it's a simple one. Why do you typically go with publishers as opposed to self-publishing nowadays?
1: I don't have the time to do all the other work. I mean, honestly, I also, I do enjoy royalty checks that come in on the Steady. Um, for the most part, I've been, I've lucked out right now because uh, look, you know, my stuff with Sam Haynes, some of those covers were
2: primo and that's sarcasm. Yeah. That, <laughs> that swamp monster massacre was beautiful,
1: dude. Terrible. But the, when Severed Press did it, they do really killer covers and they know their audience. So I trust them. I love the fact that Tree has worked to, um, brand my covers. So you see that one of the art of my books, you go, oh, yeah, that's the Hunter Shea kind of design. So I think that's really on point. I love the fact that they do the editing. You know, Flame Tree actually does a lot on the back side of um, promotions for you. Some of them leave you on your own, like separate press. Like, yeah, your book's out. Have, have at it. But luckily, oh, they have really? such a plugged in fan base that you sell more books in one week doing zero Than if you did like you know four hundred blog tours, that's that's what they're good that
0: way. That's what's confusing to me with like somebody like I can understand more of um like Flame Tree because they do seem like they get your book out there a lot more you know whether it be in bookstores or sending it to reviewers. Whereas I've never worked with Severed, so Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. But a lot of the you know other smaller presses, you are really on your own. So it's like well. Um, maybe I should, you know, what's the only real difference here is, um, uh, except for the, you know, the, the time that you're putting into it is they're taking half of my money. Now, if I, if I give them the book, as far as like promotion goes, so right. is it, is it, is it something, is it like a big learning curve or Jason had mentioned before that you had self-published before? So is it just yeah. a time thing and you're not, um you just want to wash your hands of everything. And I'm and I'm speaking mainly of like severed or, or another smaller press that doesn't quite do what flame tree can do as far as promotion goes.
1: Right. I
0: mean, I self published a
1: couple of books early, like very early on. Um, mm-hmm. And it was all right. I didn't know what, honestly, I didn't know what I was doing. And yeah. it was just, I just want to get this book out here, but I'm an old man, Chad, you understand. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> like, we're, when i was coming up when i was growing up when i wanted to write there was like a path that was like oh yeah i could they had those vanity presses where you know you could pay like 100 bucks and they'll put out some piece of garbage book that you'll give to your mom that's yeah. it and i was like no way i said my whole goal was to get published with leisure books and don DiOria. that was mm-hmm. the you know that's what i wanted to do right so i've just been kind of plugged into that but when Sam Hain did collapse, I kept my uh, a, my series of Jessica Backman books for myself and put them back out with the huge help of Jason and his friend who did killer killer covers. By the way, he's on mute. I love when he screws up.
2: Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Two hundred some episodes. Still forget to unmute my mic. Yeah, with the dogs barking. Oh, I'm the worst. But yeah, so I
1: did that, and my intention is to do more in that series. Like What I've done with that series, the last few years I've done stories, uh, continuing stories about them in several anthologies, kind of slipped them in there. This year I've done stories on Patreon, and then the goal is to do another book, but I'm just going to do that myself. I, I I don't know. I love that series. So I want to keep that to myself. And I mm-hmm. can see myself eventually going rogue and doing more self-publishing but i do like the fact of sometimes you get a really nice advance and you get those royalty checks and it's just i write the book and i have professionals help me with all the rest Mm -hmm. so it's a mix you should have i think you should have streams different i believe so
0: too that's why i'm hybrid and and i like that i like the royalty thing i mean i got my solid royalty from amazon for all my self-published stuff right you know and then um if i'm working with a good uh Small press, which isn't always the case. Then I get you know my monthly or my quarterly, um, or or yearly if it's like a foreign. But, but it's funny that you mentioned age because um, that's kind of my attitude toward this thing and with self publishing because I'm only, I'm like right behind you. I think you're what fifty three.
1: Yeah, you're breathing down my neck,
0: bro. Yeah, I'll be fifty two <laughs> in February, and that, that's Man, part I'm on here of the, a bunch of olds. Yeah. So yeah, that, but you're way older than us in many ways. <laughs> it's part of the reason why I self-published because I'm like, man, you know, I mean, I just started uh, like, you know, doing this like seriously and professionally like uh, 2014. So it hasn't been that long. And of course, most of my stuff because of the way I write or, or whatever, it's, it's shorter. So it doesn't take that long, but if I want to give it to someone, um, it's probably going to take at least a year from sub from submission to actually, you know, publishing the book whereas right. like the, uh the book i have coming out in january i wrote didn't wasn't even uh wanting to write that i was watching a movie i got an idea that has nothing to do with the movie It just that happens all the time and within uh 30 days i had the cover and i had the the book written and of course a bunch of stuff uh, you know comes after that but if i were to sub that afterwards somewhere you know it, it wouldn't be out it, till 2023 probably and that drives me crazy because then it's like well then i'm going on 54 years old or 53 years old <laughs> i hope know, i live to this see this book. book come out I'd No, i know the feeling put it I, out um, you know two months after I'm, i've finished you know writing it yeah so but i i also understand it's not for everyone um i i, I ask tim all the time too because he's self-published and, and todd Keesling too but they choose to uh, not really do that too much, and and uh, they both know how to format. I know Todd does, and and uh, you know, of course, there's some great cover artists and everything, and, and freelance mm-hmm. editors and stuff. And so sometimes I wonder, and I think I found that a lot of it does boil down to yeah, time. You just want to, you just want to write. You don't want to waste all the you know doing all the marketing and all of it's the stuff lot. that comes along with. That, it is that along
1: part with. is more than the
0: writing. The writing's like easy. Yeah, and it's constant too. Yeah, you never stop.
1: Which I think I'm going to change things up a little. I'll, I'll, you mentioned SWAT Monster Massacre. So when that book came out, that ebook only novella, I did I think an 80 stop blog tour that went on for four months. And for each stop, I was writing a blog post or doing an interview. It was, it was insane, and I was paying money for it too. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, it had pretty good sales, but. You know, nothing compared to like when I did the uh, Montauk Monster and that was selling paperbacks in Piggly Wiggly, people were sending me pictures like that distribution channel was mm-hmm. amazing. And that's, that's like to find publishers that have either Severed Press has a good voracious group of readers who will grab everything as soon as it comes out or Flame Tree, which partners with Simon and Schuster, they distribute the book. So they put out really good hardcovers and they're in, they can be in bookstores um, mm-hmm. Not just here, but in Europe as well. So I enjoy that, yeah. but I do see the value of owning some of your own property too, and mm-hmm. doing that. So I want to do that more. But I think I want to follow more of Jason's model, which is advertising, because you don't see yeah. Jason acting like a, a monkey on a string all the time on social media. He does it yeah. behind the scenes.
2: <laughs> not even uh, ask Chad. He can't even get a hold of that me social media, <laughs> <the> right?
1: <laughs> so. But you sell books and you you've done a hell of a lot of work figuring out how how that works best for an author. So, you know, I might take a drive down there one day with a lot. I'll bring a lot of beer and, you know, just tap into your brain and figure some stuff
2: out. Well, hopefully that's what this podcast will do. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Um, yeah, I found a lot of horror authors in particular, because it's not like horror authors get big deals and are in every Barnes and Noble typically. It happens, but it's pretty rare. I find a lot of them that go with small presses, a lot of them it's validation or it's like you just don't have time. I just don't have the time to learn the business side of it. I just want to get some books out there, build a fan base. You've been pretty candid about needing health insurance uh, for your family. So it's hard. You have to make a significant amount of money from your books in order for you to be able to do it full time. And Which in would our be genre, impossible,
1: because I have a family that cannot stay well. There's just, two of them are handicapped, and one drives me nuts. But yeah, we'll always need heavy medical expenses. Maybe if I go to Canada, I'll finally have time. That's a possibility. Because this country is just about done.
2: Oh, God. Or done with me. <laughs> that feels more like it. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you, too, since you've done... So many how many small presses or big presses or publishers have you been with?
1: Uh let's see. Sam Hain, Sinister Grin. So both of those are, are gone. Silver Shamrock, which put out um, my reissue of The Waiting. I did um Kensington, Pinnacle Books, done quite a did nine books with them so far. Flame Tree Press. Is there, is there someone else I'm missing out there? My own stuff. Uh, Did you just say Severed? uh, Oh, well, I mentioned that before. So, yeah, Severed. I've done like 10 books with Severed Press. That was like a one and done. I remember when I lost my job, they reached out to me and he was like, hey, do you want to do, you know, some books? because You have time. And he gave me like a six book deal. I was like, there's a life. They do that often,
0: don't they? Armand Rosamilia, um, he has like a six book deal, I think.
1: Yep. Just shits on me and all his books. (laughs)
2: That's
0: okay, I right. shit on him in real life. Yeah,
1: I got him back in this book I'm writing right now for Severed Press.
2: <laughs> so I, where I was heading with this is you've been with so many now and you've had twofold. What is the fallout when you've got books with a company like that and it folds? I mean, how did you go about getting your rights back, getting paid for past sales? Did you? Yeah. I was
1: lucky in both cases. So when Sam Hain went under, the day after I got the Sam Hain logo tattoo, great choice. They were kind of. Did up, you I, really? I did. Oh, no, and man. I was with uh, I was with Don that night, and I showed him the tattoo, and he was like, "Oh, that's really cool." And he called me up the next day. So it's going out of business. <laughs> I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Oh man, oh, that's so great. <laughs> to the point when we went together to Flame Tree, he was like, "Whatever you do, do not put any yeah. ink on your body that reflects this company because." The best part was I had originally signed with him at leisure a month before that fell apart. So him and I have destroyed wow. two publishers together. <laughs> okay.
2: So you've been signed with three now that have gone under.
1: Well, leisure, luckily nothing really had happened at that point. it was just over, but Sam Hain was good because they always paid on time. They paid monthly. So some of your checks were $3 and 57 cents, but you got a check. So when they closed out, they said, here, you got your rights back. We're done. Here's your last check. They were excellent that way.
2: They didn't try to sell the
1: catalog. They did not. They were primarily an erotica publisher. I think they were just like, "Eh, let the horror go. I don't know what they did to the erotica side. Um, Sinister Grin, which just closed its doors in September. Again, they approached me. They said, you know, we want to let you know that we're closing the doors. You know, you have the rights back. And um, here's your last chat. So I didn't have to chase anybody. If you want to hear horror stories like, listen to brian Keane talk about getting his rights back from leisure i lucked yeah. out both times so thank god thank god now yeah. is that
2: why you're spread far and wide now through different publishers oh
1: after sam hain i'm like i will never put all my eggs in one basket ever so yeah i'll, I'll publish with just about anybody i'm actually talking to a company in germany right now oh translations I May, uh, wait, maybe
0: maybe you talking about dunwich
1: no, it's a different company. Um, they're just starting to break out into horror, and uh, he wants to reprint a book that I thought would never see the light of day again. But I'm like, hey, if you want it, I guess uh, we can give it a shot. Why not? It's it's another avenue. Is I Killing Peace? No, it's uh, Evil Eternal.
2: Oh, Evil Eternal! Is, I didn't realize yeah. you didn't have that out.
1: No, it's kind of languishing in my head. That was always a, a, like really a graphic novel. And I think it reads strange as a book now. It's so over the top. It's ridiculous. But if people want it, I, I just said, if I do it, I would like to add more to it. So we'll see how that goes.
2: Nice.
0: So the, um, uh, yeah, Flame Tree is is one of the, um, you know, I, I used to have all of these uh, publishers. You know how, like, when you first start writing, you start first start getting published, you kind of like have this low bar bucket list. Well, at least I did, you know, where it's like, you know, I want to be on the, have in bed with this publisher and this publisher, and then you kind of get there and and it, you know, builds up at this point. I think uh flame tree is maybe the only other publisher I can think of right now that would, it's kind of like small press that I, I don't know anyone there. I've never subbed to any, one of the reasons Mm -hmm. why I've never subbed is because I know they want 70 K words plus and, um, yeah, you know, I've written 14 books and, and they're all, it takes me about, uh, two and a half books to reach that.
1: Then I was going to say if all 17 now equals 70 K.
0: No, but <laughs> yeah. So, but just cause I, I like, um, yeah, I, I like what they're doing and, um, it just seems like, uh, it seems like a grace. It seems like one of those places that once you're in there, you're in there, you know, if you want, you know, yourself, Jonathan Jan's. Um, Glenn Rolfe, you know, I if you're producing,
1: I will. I do know quite a few yeah. authors who went back and they were like, No, mm. so it's it does happen, yeah. I always wait for that to happen to me, but then I know where Don lives, so and I can easily access him <laughs> if you're listening, Don. Remember that.
2: <laughs> oh, that's lovely. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so
2: you guys talking about spreading out revenue streams while I have never signed with a publisher and it would take a, a sizable check to make me do it. I agree in that I use, I don't make that much in paperbacks, but like I'm trying to get into libraries more now. Audiobooks have been a huge revenue stream for me. Do you get audiobook deals through these small presses often? Like how many of your books yeah. end up in audio?
1: I've got... uh Kensington hooked me up with graphic audio. So they did Montauk Monster, Jersey Devil, My Mail Order Massacres, and One Size Eats All. So they all have audio deals. but And they're different. That's not like a narrator. That's actors and music and sound effects. So it's like listening to a stage play version of your book.
2: Those are expensive to produce. So that's really cool.
1: Very expensive. So um, and I've had other books. I remember Severed Press did an audio book of Loch Ness Revenge, which is told... First person, present tense, through the eyes of a woman. And they had a guy with this southern drawl reading it. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to fucking promote that. <laughs> That's it just... does It's not right at all. And it happens. I've had some awful... Uh, Sam Hain did one for Evil Eternal that just raised my hackles every time I heard it. I was like,
2: this is awful. Um, bad narrator fit? Ba-
1: very bad. Very bad. So they didn't Whoever give you
2: are. any say... No, Producer.
1: yeah. But I remember with Severed Press, I said I don't like this at all, and they got somebody else to redo it. Wow. Still wasn't right. It was still a male voice, which is wrong, but whatever. I was I was happier the second time around.
0: That is strange. First person female protagonist.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it was male voice. I was writing that simultaneously with a book that was regular third person male.
0: Right. Oh, so, yeah. I've done that too, but I'm just saying. It should be a given. I mean, it's 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 spelled out right there for you. Yep. But so you, know, you need to find a narrate. You look know.
1: at Aliens versus Predator. Here's the way to do it. Just read the comic book. Now yeah, we're going to figure it out on our own. We're going to make movies the way we want to make them.
2: And there you go. You get what you get. That's a strange choice. So, like, maybe half of your books? A third of your books are in audio? All of the Flame Tree
1: Press books are in audio. Okay. So, they come out. They do hardcover trade ebook audio. Um, There's a couple of severed press books out there right now with it. That's about it. And the graphic audio, which those things are killer. I love them.
2: Okay. That's not bad then. I mean, like I said, I've particularly audible. If the book is longer, I can do really well there. And if I get a book bub deal or something like that, just on the ebook, I get hundreds and hundreds of sales of the audio book at the same time, which is nice.
1: So you brought up BookBub. I'm glad you brought that up because BookBub will only let you as an author, whether it's through yourself or through your publisher, do one BookBub ad. I think it's every 90 days. Okay. So every time I have tried to do a BookBub ad in the last year to promote my Jessica Backman series, they go, oh, but you already have a BookBub ad. And it's something that Flame Tree is doing. So, oh. I had said, "Let me start the new year out with uh, doing a promotion on BookBub," and I just got notification they're doing something with Creature. I was like, "Oh, all right." So I am set back again. So I can't do I, anything.
0: Yeah, okay. I th- it, for a second, I thought that it was it just ha- had to be that book, but I guess that you can't submit if you if you get rejected, you can't submit the same book for I think ninety days.
1: Is it? It's any, according to what they
0: told me, it's any book. It's it's per author. Well, I mean, if you get rejected. Like uh, you can turn oh, yeah. around and you can submit another book. Like, but every time I do, minutes, if you
1: yeah, uh, usually Flame Tree has already submitted something else. I'm like, oh, that's so pretty cool, man. I might cool, have man. to have a talk with Though, them. Say, Stop you a have... bit,
0: because that's you know horror. I think I'm, I can't be sure, but I think that horror might be the most expensive uh, or one of the most expensive for a book bug deal. Oh I mean, man, when I would. when
2: I've done thriller, it is way more expensive than horror. Is it really? Like okay. way more expensive. Yeah, the list is huge, the people they're emailing it to. Yeah. But I've only done horror and thriller. I have no idea about the cost of other genres. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the last time I did
0: was horror, and it was like close to three or th- around 300, about 300 bucks, I think.
2: I don't I don't even want to guess what I did. I think I did a, a book bub for a thriller novel last year, and I want to say it cost me like 700 something. Really? I. It's been a while, but it was significant and, and it was on a free book. So I was like, please make my money. Back. Yeah. <laughs> gee. I did me. in spades. I, I like tripled my money on it, but it was interesting for a while. Yeah. So, I see so Jason, I want to ask
0: you something. Um, since you haven't sought out any other publisher, would, have you ever considered it just to um, help get uh, a wider audience? Um other than the one that you already have right now with, you know, the one that you, the readership that you have now and then when relying on ads, but just like within, you know, circles, like writing something and just submitting it somewhere so that you can get that, those circles covered. Um, only once. I've been approached by several publishers,
2: but for me, this is what I do full time. If it mm-hmm. doesn't make dollars, it doesn't make sense. So just to be able to have like to reach an audience with, say, short stories in, a, in an anthology, I don't have time for that. I can, right. I can make more money writing my next novel. But if I, I was offered a paperback deal, uh, I think it was a 10,000 print run, um, which interested me because I don't sell a lot in paperback. So if I could get into that market, get into some stores, then that could be another future revenue, revenue stream for me for my self-published stuff. But uh, the money they ended up offering, I was just, it was for a whole series of books. And I was just looking at the money they were offering and thinking, I'm going to end up losing a significant portion of my income for a couple of years on this deal, Mm -hmm. hoping it pays Mm -hmm. off in the future. And I just decided against it. And it ended up being a good thing because that company ended up screwing over a bunch of authors about a year later. Oh, so so I just kind of went with my intuition and it it worked out for once. Usually my gut screws me. but (laughs) I got to tell
1: you. I did like a a peepee dance when I got a mass market paperback deal with Montauk Monster. I was, that's because that's all I ever wanted in my life. Mm-hmm. Just give me one of those. And that book went through three or four print runs. I think it finished out. It sold out. It's you can't get new ones, but it's I think it finished out at seventy five thousand copies or something. Um, that's killer. But that came out in twenty fourteen. I'm still getting. Royalty checks on that that are pretty significant. That and Jersey Devil.
0: So, Montauk Monster is your creature by far.
2: (laughs) (laughs) If you don't
1: understand this, watch Final Guys. Yeah, yeah,
2: there's a deep cut joke from our terrible. (laughs) Well, the funny
1: thing is, that creature now is my oldest flame tree book, but it's doing the best still.
2: I mean, that makes sense. I I would say that's your best book. It is your creature. Uh, exactly.
1: It would make sense that 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 well again.
0: Spoiler alert, it, it, Creature is on my top 10 favorite reads of the year. Really? I I, yeah. Check I'm, is in the mail. Been, I've been comprising time, a list. And uh, Lance deals on there it twice. It with him. Is
1: Tim Meyer on there? Because I'm i sick of sharing lists with him. I keep seeing everyone's list and there's me no. and my book and a Tim book somewhere.
0: I haven't read anything of Tim's this year. <laughs> That's amazing. Sorry, Tim. <laughs>
2: uh I should tell you when my wife was reading creatures. That was the first thing of hers, of yours, she had read. Right. And she read the first chapter, and she's like, "This is actually good." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can only
0: uh, if, you know, if you if you know Hunter, I, I I mean I get it. That's that was kind of my attitude, you know, because Hunter is just a a, a, a you know, I'm a lot I a a silly teddy bear of a man, I guess, and and joking around a lot, and then you read something like creature and you're like dang man this is this is I not will, only well written but it's really heartfelt
1: i will tell you by reading that book you understand why i am the way i am because if that's my life and if i don't live my life opposite i'll yeah. jump off a freaking roof somewhere
0: you're like uh <laughs> so i just look you're at like uh the guys in like alan alda when they're performing surgery in mash you know joking around and stuff exactly
1: the, uh... yeah we we the, the the gallows humor in my house never stops, and it's now it's now it's trickled down to my kids. Like one of them's handicapped, and the the stuff that we all say to each other is ridiculous. But we got to laugh because yeah, you
2: know, well that's good. That's It's helpful.
1: a horror show.
2: What well, uh, you're writing impressed her, and the, it's impressing other people against all odds. So <laughs> <That's good. laughs> there we uh, go. Uh, <laughs> What about Whatever. an agent? Do you have an agent that negotiates some of these deals for you, or do you do it yourself?
1: Well, I when I got my first book with when Leisure came about, and we never signed that deal, but I had my list of agents, and I said, oh, this, these are the ones who deal with Leisure. So I went, picked one who had rejected me several times, and lo and behold, when I have a book deal already, happy to take it on. So she was my agent for, and Jonathan Jans, We We shared her for many years and then i sat back and i'm going wait a second i've gotten every deal since then <laughs> except one where i did a book for random house and um i'm like why am i paying 15 percent when i'm doing all the work so event you know we just kind of drifted apart uh but i have a new agent now and he does he does mostly thrillers he's big into thrillers bigger much bigger agency that my one of my editors hooked me up with him so we're going to see what we can do together um but i can still like you know severed press i still did my own deal with them and i have my contacts luckily you've been in it long enough you have enough contacts and you can always find work somewhere
2: okay so bigger stuff (laughs) real books you have an agent that's shopping yes horror stuff we write you do yourself
1: Right. I said I want to get out of the horror gutter for just a little bit. <laughs> so I wrote it I wrote a book that could be horror if I change a few things. And uh, he's been shopping it around and we'll see what happens
0: to it. That's kind of what I plan on doing. I'm writing something that will be, you know, novel length, and um it's not horror and, and it's and it's a prequel to two other books, Jason. So mm-hmm. I'm sure you'll want to read it. And um <laughs> it's very excited done. It's, Don't even it, give it I, honestly it's a prequel to a prequel so <gasps> uh, see i wish you had whammy. told
2: me you're writing that before i agreed to do this podcast with you yeah he quit
1: jack <laughs> is breaking. free if you need another co-host
0: <laughs> yeah it, it, it's a, a prequel to a book I, it's just i i wrote them all backwards didn't mean to and um but that's what i'm going to do with that and and because it's much more literary and uh it's still a little it's still a little dark but um i'm kind of excited about that i Tim has, you know, queried agents before and he absolutely hated it and he said he doesn't want to do that anymore. It's and, horrible. Uh, it I, is, I horrible. hear it is, but uh, you know, I don't know. I, I did send uh, one um, just one agent a, 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 a she was looking for all new people, TV film, never heard anything. And I do have another guy that that um, I've worked with before with something and he's not we're not signed on together but he's read like you know he reads my stuff and says whether he personally can do you know he said this would make a great movie but i don't know how to i don't know how to do it right so you know give it to somebody else but um i would like to get like yeah um an agent just for something like you know that's not horror because when you write something like that and you in your tribe your circle is just all the horror people what you don't you i don't know what to do with it.
1: Right. The, the I'll tell the agent comes in handy for like my previous agent got me a random house deal with a children's picture book and then got me a deal working with Amazon. They had a rapids reading program where you just write these dialogue stories and then they animated them for kids so they could look at them on phones and iPads and stuff like that. So I wouldn't have even thought of those at mm-hmm. all. And yeah. both were significant amounts of money where it's like, nice. I, I can't say no. To that so when you get outside of uh, like our comfort zone in the world that we know is horror but if you want to get out of that an agent it's it's a huge deal mm-hmm. um i ghost wrote a book for a publisher and i had an agent there with the writer house now you know that's like huge yeah and you know my goal is to you know we might be doing another book together ghost writing and work with that same agent and i would like you know maybe that agent will be the one that gets me into the um, Paul Tremblay world or something. I I don't know. Or Riley Sager. Riley Sager to me is the person who's doing it right. And I love his books and I love what he's getting out of them and Mm -hmm. the distribution channels for that and the accolades he's getting for it. Personally, I don't care about accolades. Like I always always tell my editors, if I'm ever nominated for Bram Stoker, don't ever expect me to go to the ceremony. If I ever got the award, don't ever expect me to pick it up. I don't care about that stuff. You're talking to a guy who didn't go to his own college graduation because I didn't give a shit about the piece of paper diploma, so that means nothing. I just want to entertain people. That's literally the only reason I'm in this.
2: Speaking my language,
1: shit. sure ain't for the money. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, horror typically isn't. Uh, it's 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 tough to do. Mm-hmm. Speaking yeah. of income, do you do you have some Chad? No, no. Go ahead. Oh, you mentioned Patreon earlier, which. A lot of authors are using some successfully, some unsuccessfully to kind mm-hmm. of bolster their income. The one thing I've heard from everyone, I'd, I haven't done one myself because I know I'd miss all my deadlines and totally screw it up, is I've heard it's a ton of work. <laughs> Have you found the same thing and has it been worth it?
1: It ha- I will tell you this, it, it can be a ton of work at times. It has been worth it for me only because of there were certain now really close relationships I've built with these people. That that I wouldn't have gotten that without them. Yeah. And as long as they want to support me, that's perfectly fine. And I'll do whatever they want. In fact, i put up a poll at the beginning of the year basically just saying, What do you want from me? Um, my favorite thing that's come out of it is the live movie watch parties. And it's, <laughs> you know, I set up once a month, pick a shitty movie to watch, grab your favorite drink, whatever, whatever you like, and we just talk and talk and make fun of them and have a good time. So for that been to one of it. those,
2: it is a good time.
1: Yes. Yeah, you did
2: troll two. I did troll two.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I did uh, thinks killing. Uh, was it three? Three. Yeah. <laughs> Which I absolutely hated, and then and then I I came in for the third act of uh, I don't even know what it was. Bigfoot movie that you watched recently.
1: Oh yeah, oh, I can't remember the name. But it's the one with uh, Lloyd Braun from Seinfeld, <laughs> and Lance <laughs> Henriksen and Jeffrey Combs. And Tiffany. Those guys
0: didn't. Yeah, I didn't get to see them in it. I just saw some TV actor dad. uh, Yeah, yeah. that
1: was that was Lloyd Braun. (laughs) That movie's great, by the way. And I I'm pissed off. I can't remember the name. There's so many Bigfoot movies. I'm wearing a Bigfoot shirt that I can't keep (laughs) track of them anymore.
2: (laughs) So as a a source of income, it's not bringing you in a lot or it's enough to pay some bills or it
1: pays my storage fee. For my storage and it pays uh, a couple other things so it's nothing crazy but I enjoy doing it like my friend told me the, my friend Norm Hendricks who got me into writing when we were working at the phone company together and he's gotten a couple of books published since then he said he goes writing he goes I don't know if it's an addiction for you but it's definitely a compulsion hmm. and whatever feeds my compulsion I'm happy to do and even if I'm feeling like total shit I'll find a way this year has been the roughest I've had writing in probably 25 years, I've had moments where I'm just totally checked out, and I've really had to force myself to sit my ass down. That being said, I will have written a full-length novel, a novella, several stories on Patreon, contributed to two anthologies. But to me, that's a slow year. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, it's the drag. It's the freaking COVID drag of second year of nonsense, and mm-hmm. I don't see next year being any better. In fact, I was just telling someone today, I said, you know what, this is actually the end of us. I said, I, I honestly think this will kill the entire planet at one point.
2: So it's killing your productivity as far as writing it, goes. It
1: can. Yeah. This year, definitely, it hurt it. That in my day job, which, you know, personally has totally wrecked any time I have. Like, I'm working every day this month except Christmas Day. It That's is. We well, are much
0: more sense. prolific than a lot of people out there who have twice as much time. What are you you talking about? Look at that hand right there. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Uh, One Book Every Other Year or whatever.
2: Yeah, Jesus. I I feel what you're saying, though, because COVID really killed my writing, too. Yeah. Um, I I don't know what it was, but I just really struggled to sit down and write. I really struggled, too, so I get it. Yeah,
1: last Uh, year I was fine. This year, I was like, well, what's the point? Is anyone even going to be alive to read this damn thing? Like telling my kids, don't even have kids. Please, dear God, don't get pregnant. If you're going to bring up a baby, that's not going to make it to its sixth birthday. It's like (laughs) Mr. Maudlin. Good Lord. (laughs) But writing keeps me sane. So that's why I keep doing it.
2: Chad, you have a Patreon.
0: What's your experience been with it? Um, It's uh, it can be stressful, Um, particularly like, you know, you've got this thing that you people are don't want to lose your Patron, it's 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 actually it's not as much about losing your patrons as is the appreciation that you feel that mm. they would even drop coin to um to uh you know just to support you. So you want to not just sit back and you know you want to give them stuff that they're just really glad that they pulled the trigger on that. And if you're feeling that you know not very productive uh, because of covid or anxiety or, or just too much um you know work at your job or whatever or what like when i had covid for that month and i didn't write anything man and so that part of it can be stressful but like hunter said uh meeting people and, and connecting with the people now i'm not sitting around and and watching movies like uh, hunter is but what? um Still you watch like, as many movies as Tim. no 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 <laughs> through your Patreon page your Patreon yeah page. yeah yeah I'm not watching movies with my Patreon page yeah <laughs> so I waste my I found, time in front of the TV
1: I found like I found a fun <laughs> way to give some I mean look you can't get any more accessible than having a drink with me and watching a movie mm-hmm. yeah mean, true because that's, that's cool. what Patreon's about it's like access that the regular person can't get
0: exactly Well, hell.
1: Tune right in. You're going to watch me up here in this attic, smoking a cigar through a haze, trying to watch the movie and saying really inappropriate shit for two hours. That's awesome. can watch a horrible movie.
2: <laughs> <laughs> watch us tomorrow. I am looking to start a Patreon in January, but it's actually going to be for my YouTube channel, not my, my writing just because the writing, I just know I'm going to like, if I promise a short story a month, I know I'm not going to deliver after like the third month and then it's going <laughs> to snowball. <laughs> right so i've i've always struggled with that because i think if you're if you're good with it particularly if the people that can do a short story a month i see some of these authors crushing it on patreon and then they have this consistent income they know exactly how much they're going to make every month and i right i'm very jealous of that i wish i had that kind of uh, capacity but you know it seems like in horror a lot of people just you know maybe you can make 100 bucks a month maybe you can make 200 bucks a month which is still nice
1: yeah um, it's better than uh a- stick in the eye now, i might do like lingerie photo shoots of myself and maybe that'll get me only i only if fans. i looked like like a hot 25 year old woman i would be making bank on patreon only fans would be next this and true be through the roof but that's oh, not geez. happening with this tired old piece of man <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah you uh I, I almost didn't do the patreon pa- <clears throat> excuse me patreon page because um I felt really pretentious, kind of like when I made those shirts too, where, and uh, it just felt like <laughs> this is so pretentious we of me to think up that up. people are going to pay me every month to get exclusive stuff. And, uh, so I avoided it for a while and then I was like, you know what, screw it. And cause I didn't want like six months down the road. I had two patrons and one's my mom, you know, I didn't want, I didn't want that. <laughs> well, you it got was me. Just, yeah, I, and Jason, or at least one, at one point, I had Jason for a while. Yeah, I was I on play. there for a long time. They they wax and wane. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I
2: was tired of you not coming through, so I decided to pull the plug on that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> maybe I, I will maybe say
2: I one thing.
1: <laughs> Patreon got me, I wrote a book called Clash of the Cryptids, and it was a choose-your-own-adventure book. So I would write a chapter or two or three, and then just go, hey, what happens next? And it's like 110,000-word novel that i finished i don't know how disjointed i'm almost afraid to look at it and edit the thing but i'm going Mm. to and i'm going to self-publish that
0: and put that out i did that and i don't know if i got the idea from you or or from someone else tim stole it from me by the way when he did his. his well i decided to do it too and um (laughs) it is not fun (laughs)
1: especially when they go where you don't want them to go
0: (laughs) well people have been enjoying you know at first i was just like you know what, you know, um, I, I had them be involved with everything. Like what kind of, um, you know, genre do you want this to be, do you want it to, you know, and I, I would, I would choose like four things and have a poll of like four things, right. You know, and, and I would have different scenarios and they would choose it. And then I would just keep dwindling it down until finally the book started. And then it, and then it became, you know, your own, your, the choose your own adventure. And I, I haven't written in it. I don't think I'm, I haven't written it, uh, added to it this month. And yeah, it's not fun, man, because uh, <laughs> it's, I, I'm one of these, I am not like um, one of these people who uh, I like without writing, I wouldn't survive. I have to be writing it. I'm not like that. Right. Um, it's kind of a struggle for me to even sit down and do it. So oftentimes I'll have to force myself. I don't get like super excited. And, oh, I can't wait to write. Sometimes I do. Depends on wh- on what book. There's been like three books I've written where I was like, this is so much fun. I can't wait to get back, mm. back to it. But um yeah, I, I, so this thing is, is thank God it's humorous and it's a little absurd because um, that I have fun writing because right. then kind of like anything goes, you know, I don't have to stick to certain rules and stuff like that. So it That's, hasn't been that bad, but I didn't promise anyone that I was going to publish it when it was done. I said, I was like, we'll see. You know, and if yeah. if anything, I should put it together, format it, and then make it available in paperback just for my patrons at the very least.
1: Right, and I have to do that. But I I made it fun, I made it absurd, and what I did was I took characters from a bunch of my books like uh, Loch Ness Revenge, Montauk Monster, Jersey Devil, Dover Demon, so put them all in this world, and lit- they battled about uh, <laughs> four dozen different types of cryptids, and the thing that became like almost this global, spanning time and space. <laughs> Thing. I mean, it's it's absolutely bananas, but I kept it fun and absolutely absurd. And I will tell you, in this book, the puck wedgies are the coolest goddamn things on the face puck of the wudgies. planet. The puck wedgies sound cool. There. Yeah. So, <laughs> and that wasn't the intention, but I was like, oh, people love the puck wedgies, so let's keep them going. So Very it was cool. Nice. They they kind
2: of steered me in that direction. Uh, Chad, I got two more questions. Do you have anything you want to bring up? No, go ahead, uh... man. Well, I wanted to ask. I think we might do this with everybody. Of all the things you've done to promote your books, yourself, whatever it is, what has completely flopped the <laughs> the biggest? Like, what were you like? That was such a waste of my time.
1: Pinterest. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Pinterest is definitely a big fail. Um... Mm-hmm. Did you spend a lot of time on Pinterest? <laughs> like for a month, and I was like. I don't even understand what the point of this is. Why yeah, I, I
0: did this? it too, man. I got my book covers on there. Yeah.
1: Like my Years agent ago. was
0: pushing me for Pinterest. And I was like, all
1: right, let me try this. I'm like, I I, I don't I don't think this is working at all. <laughs> 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 I keep that up. Yeah, that was that was the worst. That that's why, like, I know people are like, come on, do a TikTok. I'm like, No.
0: No, that is working anything. for some people for that's sure. Why, it's
1: it's not gonna work for me. I, I just know it. Unless I do something that's so re- ridiculous, it'll get me culture canceled eventually.
2: <laughs> you but run around in your tidy whities with your book or something. Might
1: I did you know, something on Instagram. And I thought Instagram was a flop, but actually that's built up a little bit over the last few years. I gave up on that and then went back to it. I was doing these photo shoots of dead man reading and I would just take pictures of me as a corpse all over the place with a book in my hand. And those are working and I just then I just like my I'm like follow the next shiny object and I forget all about that. And I'm like, oh maybe I should do that again. How hard is it to lay down somewhere in an awkward position, holding a book? But obviously, very hard because I don't do it enough.
2: Would you do it in like very weird places where people were looking at you, or were you just doing it, like in the woods and stuff like
1: that? Uh, like, looking like I was looked like I was falling down the stairs, face dead, drunk on a table, laying in the grass, like stuff like that. I was going to be so. It wasn't over... like at the mall. No, but I was draped over tombstones. I don't think I ever put those out. My mm. wife got very upset with that. So you were it's essentially planking. I was planking on tombstones. <laughs> <Yeah. side. laughs> oh god, I
2: forgot about planking. Yeah.
1: Thankfully. <laughs>
2: All right, and then what was the best thing you've done that uh, helped you take off or get into you know whatever it is? What do you think the best thing you've done is to promote yourself or your books?
1: Hmm. In the very beginning, it be. With Sam Hain, because there were, a lot of it was ebooks, it was blog tours. As ridiculous as it sounds, uh, my agent found Swamp Monster Massacre—not my agent, my editor, one of my editors—because he saw it on a blog tour, and read, picked up a hundred ebooks to read over like the uh, holiday break. And when he was done, ninety-nine he thrown, you know, took off his Kindle and he kept that. And we ended up working on nine books together. No, sorry, ten. And hopefully. Eleven soon, so then it was blog tours. Bookbub definitely the 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 best thing you can do as a writer right now,
2: other than commit say, a crime and get on the news. Say blog tours—the one thing that uh, you can't really do that much anymore. <laughs> no, yeah, I, gonna... I get
1: asked for that all the time, and I look and I look at where like their blogs are. I'm like, what is this? Like, you know, Mrs. feathers book tours. I'm like, the horror readers aren't <laughs> going to Mrs. Highfeather.
0: Yeah, I, I've done those before, too. Not not 80 or whatever you said before, but but uh, uh, several. And I wonder nowadays, with people's attention spans, that's just feels like too much reading. You know, they, they either want mm-hmm. to listen to it on the go or, or sit down and watch it during lunch or something like that, yeah. rather than um, reading articles, reading blogs.
1: No, I would say do something that gets you on the news
0: and live off that
1: for a while. It could be good or bad but bad seems to work better.
2: How to end up in prison by Hunter how, Shea.
1: How can I make Ghislaine Maxwell escape from prison? And then, you know, I can get in the news. Wow. And she could rub my feet on an
2: airplane. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate you coming on for the very first episode. Yeah, man. Thanks, buddy. Thank
1: you very much. I was good. I don't think there's anything you need You're to good. like, you know, edit. It's all good.
2: Yeah. We'll go with sure. that. <laughs> but, Watch me and Jason watching Joe Bob tomorrow and we're done. Yeah. There's a reason those don't air. <laughs> that is not PG 13. <laughs> <laughs> no. Where, where can people find you
1: here? Right in the attic or huntershay.com You can find me there. And just links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, no, Instagram. You got to find me Hunter 2017. That's when I started the account there. I kind of like to keep it that way. And uh, you know, I'm out and about, and Monster Men podcast, Final Guys podcast, episodes of Paleo Cheese. I'm every, I'm like a cold sore. I'm everywhere and keep popping up.
0: Can't get rid of you. No,
1: that's for life. You're there forever. Enjoy my herpes.
2: Ah, goodbye.